Hello, everybody. You hear that intro music, so you know what time it is. It's time to get into Scripture together. It's part of the Crosspoint Scripture podcast. Really appreciate all you listeners. You make time for us in your day, man. That means a lot. Uh, We hope to encourage you, build you up, and keep you committed to the habit. It has to be a discipline. It has to be a habit of reading scripture, meditating on it, praying it. So that's what we um, that's what we're doing here. All right, we've come together to appreciate God's word, but not as some kind of uh, tradition or something, but as a living word um, that we need. I need the word of God in my life. I see a real difference in my life when I'm in the word versus when I'm not in it. When I'm not reading it and making it a daily part of my life, I notice that there's effects in my character, in my life. And so I just want to stay close to God and stay in his word. And little things like the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast help me do that. And I hope it does it for you. All right, we're 40 days with Jesus in the Psalms. It's been a great journey together as a church. And today we're going to be in Psalm 21 going to read it all the way through, and then we're going to look at how it can build up our prayer life and keep our eyes on Jesus. And today, we're going to be talking about worship, you know, not extensively, we keep it short here, but just worship and what part it plays in prayer, okay? Not everything, not all the time, but just little little insight that Psalm 29 can offer us about the place of worship in our prayers, because I have to be honest, in my life, this hasn't always been easy for me or apparent to me. You know, prayer as a, here's what I need to ask God for help. That's been more of a focus for me in my life, just to be honest with you. And I can sometimes forget the place of worship and prayer, but man, is it really breathe a lot of life into our prayers when we um, let worship be a part of our prayer, okay? So let's read this beautiful Psalm 29, reading from the ESV today. And uh, we'll read through the whole thing, then we'll just talk a little bit about it. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. (laughs) Amen. And see, we thought in the modern church here that we had invented worship music, right? But we know better. Yeah, this whole psalm here is um, a worshipful prayer to God, a song to God to worship who he is. And why I like, why I think it could be helpful to us is this beginning here where it says, Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name 
and worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. First, we have a description of Jesus' life and ministry there, okay? Jesus' life and ministry, his words and what he did with his life, what the actions he took with his hands and his feet and his mouth and his words were a living worship to who his father God was. Okay, everything he said and did pointed at, shined a light on, expanded and revealed to people who God is. And it's a glorious picture. So Jesus' actions and words and his life, his death, his resurrection, his teaching, his kindness, his forgiveness, his stern judgment of evil when he encountered it, the way he purified the temple and God's people. These things were God ascribing to the Lord glory and strength. Look, when you see me, you see the strength of God. When you see what I do, these miracles I, I do, you see the glory and the strength of God. This is glory due to his name. And it says, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness so that when Jesus refused to step outside of the will of his Father, he always did what the Father showed him to do, then he was worshiping the Lord in the splendor of holiness. So everything he did was whole because everything he did was done in God. There was no darkness in Jesus and no hypocrisy and no different in his heart than he was acting on the outside, just holiness. And his actions were worshipful to God. Okay, so when we pray, we need to let that worship attitude and words and atmosphere get into our prayers because otherwise we're guilty of just kind of functional prayer like just sitting down with God and giving him that laundry list and I want to put it this way and I, I hope it's right I think it is it's been an experience in my life is that sometimes prayer for me is like homework it just is like I can't wait around feeling like I can't wait around just hoping to feel like I want to pray you know I motivation's great. Sometimes I have it, man. Sometimes I'm like, yes, I can't wait to pray today. And it's awesome. But I can't just pray when I feel like it. That doesn't go well for me. I'm just going to guess. I can't speak for you. I'm going to guess it doesn't go well for you. And it's not what I saw in Jesus. So sometimes I just have to pray because that's the right thing to do. So praying over meals. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I've heard back and forth. But for in the Sarah family, in my family, we pray over our meals because it helps me remind myself and show my family that we don't just pray when we feel like it. It's a, it's a discipline for us. We pray because it's the right thing to do. And there's other things we do. But worship can be, okay, so you got kind of your homework prayer. And then for me, the more I've let worship be a part of my prayers, though it's like that's recess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to push it too far. It's just a picture I'm using here, okay? But when I, when I can do things like this, this has always been one of my favorite parts of Scripture. The vo- This is verse 9 from Psalm 29. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all cry glory. I mean, I get caught up in that every time. I just love it. It might not be your thing, but it is mine. I can think of times I've sat out in the woods or taken long walks in the woods, which I like to do, and... 
and the, the glory of the Lord and his voice that can shatter a cedar. It's just like, man, that will lift my heart and my mind to him. And with worship, you don't just say, hey, that could lift my heart and my mind to him. You do, like let it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Go out during a thunderstorm when you, like verse 29 when you're seeing that his voice is uh, flashing fire, the glory of um, the God of glory, verse three, thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Let it lift you. You know what I'm saying? Like go with it. You say, God, you are the creator of all that there is. I worship you. I tell you who you are because I like to. Um, I don't know if this, has been a part of um, your marriage and parenting, but it has been a mind where I know a lot of good things about my wife and kids. Okay. And it helps when I say them, you know, it's like just knowing is not good enough. And that's the way it is with worshipful prayer. Like when we realize in prayer, some good things about God, the thing is, well, say it, you know, worship him, follow, follow. You can take this Psalm 29 word for word. And give it to God, just saying, God, this is who you are. I agree. I read this to you. It's just you and me here, and I, and I pray this to you. I worship you. And uh, we see that in Jesus. I'll just mention one time. You guys could probably think of some others. But whenever his disciples come back and they report that demons were subject to them in, in his name and, you know, that the gospel was preached, it says that Jesus rejoiced greatly in his spirit, and he says, and he and he says it. He says, "God, I thank you that you have hidden these things from the wise and have revealed them to children, because that was your will." So he's like, "Go ahead and tell God how you feel. That's worship, okay? And get you know, let yourself enjoy it. Let yourself take joy in God in prayer. Because if we don't, okay, bottom line, and we'll we'll let it be for today. When we don't, prayer can become all homework, and that no one likes that." That's not going to be a habit that stays in your life, and it's not the witness of Scripture and, and of Jesus, okay? All right, guys, so good to be with you talking about worship and prayer through Psalm 29, and we'll see you next time for Psalm 30.